welcome back to Two Dope. I am your host, Richard. With me as always, my beautiful wife, Bethany. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. That's... Well, as well as I can be. Um, so, the whole world is still canceled. Mm-hmm. We are still currently shut down for coronavirus. Um, but yeah, I guess I've been enjoying my time at home. It's been very nice, actually. <laughs> I haven't had to do everything with a baby. By that, I don't mean that he's a bad dad and doesn't do things, but because of his work schedule, it's so difficult to have him home, except for on the weekends, to help take care of things. But, like, I haven't had to put her down for a nap these last, like, two weeks. That's fabulous. I love it. I think, uh, other than the two weeks that I had off when she was first born, I think this is the most time I've spent home in the almost four years that she's been alive. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, the last vacation that you had was back in January, but we were on the go, so I don't know if I would really consider it much of, like, a vacation. Right, and I think, uh, I mean, we've taken some vacations where I've had time off of work, but I think uh, with the amount of time that I'm going to be off of work with the uh, shutdown of the country, um, it's probably the most time I've been at home because, I mean, on vacation, we're not really staying home. It's true. It feels good. Yeah. I'm sure it probably feels better for you <laughs> not having <laughs> to be at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm loving it, uh, especially because I'm still getting getting paid graciously by my company, so I can't, can't really complain too much there. Um, one thing I do want to complain about, though, is I got all of this free time, mm-hmm. and I can't go to the gym. Yeah. I feel like... I have gotten fat during quarantine. I think the whole world feels that one. Yeah. Uh, it's been miserable. It's one of those times where I wish I would... Uh, Invested in a home gym. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, or at least kept the equipment that I did have. Uh, yeah. Of course, I sold Hindsight. that off. Yeah. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Complain. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. fat. <laughs> Speaking of home gyms, um, currently what used to be a saturated market of home workout equipment is like bone dry almost. Everything is either out of stock, back ordered, or the prices have increased exponentially to the point where no one's going to buy it anyway. Yeah. Target has nothing. Yeah. Target. Yeah. Usually no one even touches that section at Target. Sure. The only time I touch that section, and I hate admitting this, (laughs) is when I decide that I don't want an item that I put in the cart, but I don't feel like putting it back. It always ends up to the workout section for some reason. (laughs) I think subconsciously you think no one goes down that aisle, so you feel a little less worse about leaving stuff behind there. (laughs) It's got to (laughs) be. Yeah, but, you know, it has been rough trying to maintain... This awesome figure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, I I actually find now that I'm not going to the gym or haven't been able to go to the gym, nor have I been at work, that I'm actually eating less without even really trying to eat less. I feel like I'm eating more. Like, our cupboards are full. I mean, they're finally starting to dwindle down. But, like, 
they have so many awesome things to eat. I can't decide which one I want, so I'm like eating here and there, a little bit of everything. <laughs> I'm like the exact <laughs> opposite. I, I'm literally not snacking very much, and I think I only eat two solid meals in the day. Yeah, that's kind of weird because I think our roles have reversed on that because when you work, some reason, like, I never eat. Like, I don't get a chance to eat till like, maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's, like, a light snack, and then a few hours later we have dinner. I think that probably can be attributed to the fact that because I'm at work, you're having to do everything, uh, and, yeah, you just don't have time to eat. That makes a lot <laughs> of sense. <laughs> yeah. for, for those that don't know, a three-, four-year-old takes up a lot of time. Oh, yeah, a no lot. doubt. Yeah. Yep. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the three to four year old, um, we've been trying this pool thing now that we have all this time and we can't go to the beach. Mm-hmm. So in Florida, the beaches are closed, <laughs> uh, but they're not really closed. You just can't park there. So really. It's, it's open to locals. Yeah, so instead of having a closed sign, it should just say locals only, which I'm sure the locals are absolutely loving. Yeah, we kind of made that mistake because I I don't know if the article said further on if it was like all the parking was shut off to like the public, but we decided to go to the beach the other day, got our three-year-olds all excited and everything just to find that there was no parking sad day for us Floridians <laughs> the one yeah. day my husband was able to go with us and actually was kind of excited about it yeah usually I don't uh I don't look forward to going to the beach uh to be honest with you guys uh I hate hate the sand like can't stand the sand like honestly if they just had pavement all the <laughs> way to the water I'd be Gucci I would be at the beach all the time if it was pavement or astroturf or Grass. You know, grass, uh, a boardwalk that went all the way to the water. Flaxseed. I don't know about that. I think <laughs> flaxseed would still stick to me like that, sand. That the problem works. is it's like the fine, or the fine granules of sand sticking to my skin and being really annoying to get off. Yeah, like no matter how much you wash or like scratch, there's always the little like pieces that you find here and there for like a month afterwards. Yeah, and it's just, it's so annoying on my skin. I think... Uh, I probably have sensitive skin to some degree. When I was younger, I had to wash with like dye-free and fragrance-free detergent because my skin was sensitive. So I think some of that can be a factor. But really, I just, it's so annoying. It gets on me, it gets on everything. Usually we go to the beach and it's hot, so I'm sweating already. (laughs) And then the sand is sticking to me. Yeah, it's just... A fun day, like, ends up not being that fun when he goes to the beach because <laughs> all the way there, he's complaining. <laughs> this is, like, no cut down to him. This is literally how it is. Yeah. Back to our daughter, though. She's the exact opposite. <laughs> she will roll herself around in the sand, bury herself in the sand. This Gross. is no joke. Like, we are not exaggerating on this. She'll come out, like, nasty. Dude, she's wearing the sand. Yeah. It's... I don't mind the sand. Like, I understand that it's going to get on you, so, you know, you learn to deal with it. But this child literally rolls in the sand. I think the hardest part about the sand is getting it out of the hair, especially a child that's got this, like, long, fine hair. 
It's right. such a pain. Yeah. Well, when I had long hair, yeah, I <laughs> can hair. I can feel that pain because I had long, fine hair, and it was like a pain to get out of. And then now that I don't have hair, it's still like a pain. Have you even gone to the beach since you've been bald? Yeah, a couple times. A couple times. I'm trying to think back to that. Yeah, there, I remember specifically like the first time we went, I was nervous oh. about not having suntan lotion for my head because I thought I was going to burn my scalp because it had never been exposed to the sun. Because, like always, I forgot the sunscreen. Yeah. Always. So, but I didn't, uh, I don't think I ended up burning. I don't think I spent that much time in the sun that day. No, I forgot what happened, but I, now that you mentioned that, I remember that we weren't there that long. I think it was like a lot less time than we anticipated, or it was a lot brazier than anticipated. Actually, I do remember what time it was. It was when uh, I was at work, and (laughs) you had some friends visiting, and you were doing pictures, because they were visiting from Michigan. Yeah. And when I got off of work, I'm like, ah. My head's going to (laughs) burn. And my wife did not bring sunscreen. (laughs) And he also left his work that sells sunscreen. Well, you know, if we, you know, we have it. So, like, why do I need to buy more? With me, if you go to the beach, you might as well plan on bringing your own sunscreen or just buying more. Because, like, it's a good possibility I didn't even bring it. I don't even know where it is half of the time. We've got, like, 30 beach bags. Which one is it in? I think that's the problem. Too many beach bags. <laughs> Too many beach bags. Could you like Cecilia? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> Figure <laughs> out which bag I'm going to take. Or just put sunscreen in all of them. There you go. There's an idea. But then that leads back to my previous statement that if we already have it, <laughs> why buy more? <laughs> we'll get it figured out one day. <laughs> back to the sand, though. Did I mention I hate sand? Because it gets in the car. Ugh. It's in my pockets. It's in your butthole. It's in the bags. In your butthole? Yeah, underneath the nutsack. I can't really <laughs> argue for that or against it. So. It's in the pubic hair if you've got that. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's in my it's in my chest hair. It's Are annoying. You? And then you put a shirt on because you can't get it off, but you want to put your shirt on because who likes driving without a shirt on unless you're a redneck or a weirdo? But, like, that is also annoying. So, like, if you're a guy, you have to worry about the sand being stuck in your chest pubes or your ball furrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a bead down from my <laughs> chest pubes to the ball furrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the curtains or the drapes. <laughs> Get your oh, mind out of man. the sand. <laughs> so, so, because of that, though, um, and we haven't been able to go to the beach We've been trying this pool thing out. We don't have a pool. We're like one of the few Floridians. Floridians without a without a pool. So that's what happens when you're poor. So I think for this next pandemic, we're going to make sure that we have an in-ground pool ready. <laughs> right. Specifically for this. You know what I think? Just to appease you and Cecilia, is that we cover one half side with sand. Oh, no, like, I'm not crazy about it. We can go without that. Just get her, like, a little sandbox. And we need, like, a good, like, car wash spray nozzle to spray her off before she jumps in the pool. We could get, like, one of those poolside showers, you know, like when you go to a hotel or mm-hmm. you live in an apartment complex and they tell you to shower before you get in the pool. Well, we do have one. We just 
Oh, that's right. We do have one. But it doesn't work. Well, I guess. <laughs> so, so really, we don't have one. It's just we have a model of one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a demo. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we still have it? The world will never know. We're kind of bad at throwing things away sometimes. But we're not that bad as in like we're nasty and are hoarders. Yeah, we're not, hoarders. we're not hoarders. Well, for one, we can't be hoarders because we can't afford to collect that much stuff. And our house isn't that big. Right. But I think when we, because we don't collect a lot of stuff and we don't have a lot of stuff that when we <laughs> obtain things, we don't let them go. Water bottles, man. I hoard them bad boys in our room, like unintentionally. If you look under our bed, I'm sure there's probably like 30 water bottles under there again. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I don't drink alcohol because I'd be probably the biggest drunk alive (laughs) with the way I drink water. No joke. Like, what time do we go in our bedroom? Like, probably 8, 9 o'clock. And I literally take, like, four water bottles in there. And, like, he has to, like, sneak sips out of there because I drink the rest by myself at night. Yeah, you're just slamming it like a fish. Yeah, and I wonder, like, why I wake up, like, every, like, 30 minutes to go pee. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, guys, during this pandemic... People started hoarding water, but really they were just collecting the same amount of water that we normally buy. So uh-huh. we had to buy more than that, which make made us look insane. But we literally consume that much water, <laughs> or at least you consume that much water. I'm not going to say, like, how many packs, like, we did or didn't get. But, like, I mean, we had a pretty hefty collection of water in the garage for a while, and... Like, how long ago did we, like, end up getting this? Maybe a week ago or something like that? Like, there's a huge indent in that already. Yeah. And they say water is good for the skin. Why is my skin so bad still? Maybe you just have bad skin. Maybe I need some protein. Maybe. You could rub it on your skin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dad. (laughs) Don't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he's probably already listening to this in the other room hearing us talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we broke. That's why. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, for those of you who saw our other um, YouTube video version of our podcast, uh, we changed the lights in this house um, as of a couple of days ago. And by the way, this is not a paid advertisement. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, for those of you who live in homes that are brighter, um, so we have, I mean, minus, I don't know if you can see it in the camera, but we have a gray wall right here. But most of the walls are either white or they're teal. We have yellow wall. One of our rooms is purple. Um... We have a yellow wall? Is it not yellow anymore? Where? In our bedroom. Oh, it used to be yellow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Literally, like, July will make it two years since we painted our room the color that acrylic is. (laughs) Like, am I going crazy? Do we actually have a yellow room in here or a yellow wall? (laughs) I must be going crazy. Anyway, we have a lot of bright colors in our house. So what we ended up doing was we changed our light um, from... A lot of our bulbs were incandescent, Mm -hmm. and they were also either bright white or soft white, which, for those of you who don't know, is not white. It's yellow. It's definitely yellow. 
So I don't know why they call it bright white or soft white because it's the furthest thing from that. Um, but we recently changed to two things. Uh, one, we went to LED bulbs in the entire house, um, which is great because we live in Florida. It's already hot as balls here. Huh. So we do not need bulbs that, are, that push out heat. And for those of you who have changed an incandescent bulb, know that you, that shit gets hot. You have to wait like a solid 30 minutes after turning the light off before you change the bulb. Yeah. In our bathroom, we have a light fixture with three bulbs. And when I would be shaving in the morning, I would <laughs> legit be sweating because so much heat is coming off of these damn bulbs. So while we're on this, are you sweating still in front of that mirror? No. Wow. It's, yeah, it's been great. Like this morning, took a hot shower because I like taking warmer showers in the morning sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I shaved after that and didn't sweat. Wow. Um, That's impressive. So, but other than that, though, with it being LEDs and giving off less heat, also LEDs last up to 15 times longer than incandescent. So we'll be changing these a lot less. Um, the other thing is, is that we got, went with natural light. Daylight. Or daylight. Yeah. I think depending on the brand, they call it either natural light or daylight. These, though, these look like white. Yeah. We even, like, tested it last night that as it was, like, pitch black outside, we had, you know, the blinds shut and everything, had the light on. It literally looks like you, like, had the, like, blinds open in broad daylight. Yeah. It it's legit nice. looks like daylight. And for those of you who have houses, like I mentioned, with lighter colors in it, it brings out the colors. It makes them look brighter. It makes everything look better, even if you have grays, because our kitchen uh, is grays um, and white subway tile, and then we have um, dark gray, dark <laughs> gray appliances. appliances, but it makes it look so much better. Um, yeah, it's a huge game changer. I love uh, how I looked at the kitchen and the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm stoked on it. Yeah. I think it makes everything look nicer. It's like a hefty penny, like, up front, but it's totally worth it. And also, like, the difference between at least the brand that we bought that we got, because I bought the wrong light bulbs the first time. This was the mistake of not taking your husband with you and trying to, you know, think that you're, like, this mighty woman that can do it all. <laughs> no, sometimes you need a man's help, women. Just remember that. Um, they're not totally useless. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I went, got the light bulbs and I put them in and I'm th like, we spent $90 on light bulbs to change throughout the whole house. And I'm thinking like, why am I not seeing a difference? Like that's a lot of money to spend on not seeing anything different. Yeah. I grabbed the wrong ones. Like on the back, you can see that there's like a little like, it's a like a light profile. Yeah. And it'll show you like hot like the bulbs that burn hot or the ones that burn cooler you don't want the ones that burn hot you're just wasting your money you need the ones that burn cooler well it's not necessarily burn so much as what their light appearance looks like and so uh what she did do was she got leds which was what the the goal the first goal <laughs> was we definitely wanted to switch over to led um because it does burn cleaner uh to some degree versus incandescent um, but what she didn't do, though, was <laughs> she still got bright white or soft white, which, like I mentioned earlier, regardless of the bulb type, soft and bright white are not white. Not even here. <laughs> this yellow is crap. 
but um, well, if your crap is yellow, you probably should see a doctor. Anyway, uh, so we had to return them. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> we had to return them and get daylight because that's that was the kind that we also needed. The other thing though that we also did um, was we were able to go to a lower wattage because when you oh, do yeah. daylight, um, the light looks brighter at lower wattages. We're yeah. at 60 and 75 throughout almost throughout the whole house, mm-hmm. either 60 or 75 before we were doing 100 watt. Yeah, with the incandescent bulbs. But, like, as I was, like, trying to get at that, that when we returned the light bulbs, like, with the soft white and bright white or whatever it was, that we ended up getting more light bulbs, getting the, um, what color is the, are these? The daylight, or, right? Yeah. Daylight. Yeah, we ended up saving $10 and getting more light bulbs. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. See, right. that's what happens when you bring me. <laughs> you get the right stuff and you don't spend an uh, arm and a leg either. Sometimes, sometimes I need you. Yeah. Sometimes. Only sometimes. I can accept that. <laughs> Those are the only times that I'll admit that I need them is just <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> when I have to correct something. <laughs> Pretty much. The handyman. Yeah, not that handy. I'm good at some things. Yeah. You know, the nice thing about Richard is that he will not give up, like, on anything. Like, if, you know, the movie Pursuit Hap- Pursuit of Happiness, that Will Smith, like, quotes a line <laughs> where he says that, if I don't know the answer, I'll find the answer. Like, you know, the gist of it. That's yeah. Richard right here. Yeah, for sure. I'm a sucker for research. And <laughs> if I don't know the answer to something, I will find the answer. And he will not give up. He will figure something out once he sets his mind to it. But he will complain and cuss the whole entire time. Oh, yeah. I will bitch and moan the whole way, but I will get that shit done. <laughs> True story. Like, I, like, when he goes to start a project, I'm feeling so stressed out because I hear him start, like, yelling and cussing. And, like, I don't know why that stresses me out so bad. Like, it shouldn't affect me at all. But it does. I'm, like, having, like, many panic attacks, like, the whole time. Yeah. You would think after five years you would just let me be me oh, and, get, and get it done that way. Like, it's not that, I, like, really, it's not that I'm, like, super stressed out or that I'm, like, to some degree I'm a little bit pissed off. But, like, really that's just how I deal with it. He's and that's verbal. how Yeah, that's how I get it out. You know, if I don't say anything and I, and I just hold it in and try to be, uh, you know, quiet about then there's going to be an explosion yeah, that, at later. some point it, it'll just erupt to literally, the point where it'll be awful literally it could be like he was one square shy on toilet paper i feel like i need to add that in because of coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> one square shy of toilet paper <laughs> have a complete meltdown <laughs> listen i'm the poster child for sweating the small stuff yes like when i told him that i was pregnant he was like <laughs> oh Okay, I had a feeling already. Like, I already knew you were. <laughs> and, like, the littlest things, man. You stress out about them. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess. I guess. But. I think I just went through a lot of hardship growing up. And that I learned how to deal and cope with the big events in my life. Uh, I just never really learned how to. Um, handle my emotions during mm-hmm. the smaller events. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like I should admit this because I know there's going to be some crazy people out there and be like, oh, yep, he verbally abuses his wife all the time. 
No, he doesn't. <laughs> we, no, I don't. We have our fair share of disagreements. Or as my father-in-law would say, he did fellowship. But like, we, don't, we don't really argue or anything like that. And you can actually find out some of that stuff on dopamine. But like, he does not verbally abuse me. He doesn't physically abuse me. He doesn't mentally abuse me. Like, it's a good relationship. And no, I don't feel like <laughs> I need to say this because he's right here. Like, he's going to beat me up after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, but it, that's just how I deal with things. But this man is so intelligent. Like, I feel like he should do the million-dollar question or that game show because he literally knows some form of information on every single topic there is out there. He's got a brain full of useless information. Yes, I think that goes <laughs> back to uh, to my studious habits of mm-hmm. researching things that I probably never really need to know. But if someone brings up something or says something and I'm like, shit, I don't actually know anything about that, then I have to go and find out. And now I'm stuck with the useless information because whatever that person said to me or said around me and I didn't know, I was probably never going to hear that again. <laughs> but now I, now I know it, though. <laughs> Just in case that subject ever comes back. And the way this guy's brain works is that he can read it one time or hear it one time and it's engraved right there. Me, I have to look at something 100 million times, <laughs> repeat it over and over, have somebody keep telling me, keep reading it, keep looking over it. I still forget. Yeah, my brain Why? is kind of like a sponge when it comes to that stuff. What would you consider mine, like a <laughs> dandelion? Or <laughs> what are those flowers where, like, they have a little, like, you know what I'm talking about, the yeah, little yeah. white puff ball and they, like, float away? Yeah, those are dandelions. Dandelions, yeah. My brain's like a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> You're what my dad would always say. I don't want to um, hear this if it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. But, like, he'd always yell at my brother about this kind of stuff because my brother is also actually very intelligent, but he's stubborn in his intelligence uh, and certain learning um, aspects. And what I mean is that what my dad would always say is, I know you're hearing me, but you're just letting it go in one ear and right out the other. That's where Cecilia gets it from. Yeah. I see a lot of, like, traits. Mm-hmm. Traits, that's the word. See? Like, nobody's repeating this stuff to me, so I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I see these traits in Cecilia. Like, this kid is so intelligent. Like, I mean, unbelievably smart for a three-year-old. I'm not saying that because she's my child. Like, she's smart. But she's so stubborn. Like, she will not do something if she doesn't want to do it. You can't bribe her with candy. You can't threaten to spank her, which we don't really do. But you literally cannot do anything to get this child to do something if she does not want to. Yeah, she's super stubborn. And she knows how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, And she knows, I know she knows right from wrong in certain aspects and situations. But she does what we don't want her to do, I swear, on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she's the type of child where we, like, need to tell her to do completely opposite of what she, uh, what we want in order for her to do what we want her to do. Like, the alphabet. I mean, she's known that since she was, like, I think right before she turned two or, like, she just turned two and, like, knew the ABCs, like, front to back. Can't get her to do it if she doesn't want to. She'll start, like, skipping everything. And she, like, got so into a habit of doing that for a while where, like, she would get to the L-M-N-O-P. <laughs> she would say Emma Ola P. <laughs> Stubborn. 
I think uh, because you've mentioned this before, that part of that can be um, attributed to the song and how when yeah, they get to that yeah. part in the song, like they're just rushing through LMNOP. Yeah, it's like it just sounds like it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a OP. It's not, it's not really helpful. No, like it's, no. You know, the fastest five-letter string of wor- letters in that alphabet um, song. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever created that, like, come on now. Did you, like, not know how to say L-M-N-O-P? I'm all OP. I'm all OP. Too much. And then when, when it comes to counting, though, too, she can count to 20. But to get her to do it is like pulling teeth. And like now she wants to skip, what is it, 16? 15. 15. She skips 15 and then she gets to 18 or 19 depending on her mood and then starts back at 11. Yeah, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> this isn't because she doesn't know it. This is because she is stubborn. She, I think, too, she does it because she thinks she's being funny. Yeah. She and uh, and really, she's just being annoying. She is definitely, like, going to be the class clown. I can see it right now. <laughs> she's going to be like me, like, always getting in trouble for talking and laughing. That's yeah. It's going to be our kid. <laughs> Hopefully, she retains some of that intelligence in my side where, like, even if she is kind of a class clown and she likes hacked out, that she still gets her shit done and she still mm-hmm. does Great. well in school. Because, I mean, like, I was not... Like, I have a studious, um, habitual habit of, of being well at what I do and learning everything thoroughly, but I also am a very big procrastinator, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of a fuck-off. So, like, I, I constantly screw around, especially when I was in high school. I sat <laughs> in the back of the class. I was that idiot. Um, I paid very little attention. I know that idiotness very well. I was one of those. <laughs> I paid very little attention, um, but at the same time, though, even though I wasn't paying attention, I was still absorbing information, which is one of the talents, I guess, of my brain. Ladies, you need a man like this. Like, you think he's not listening and paying attention to these fine little details, but sure enough, he is. (laughs) Seriously, like, you've done stuff where, like, or said stuff back to me that I'm like, where do you, do you, like, find this out from? Like, how do you know I paid attention? I'm like, huh. And his phone's, like, or his face is in his phone, like, the whole entire time. Yeah, because, like, somehow when I'm not paying attention, I'm still absorbing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I still graduated with, like, a 3.8, and I took honor levels classes and AP, Calc, and, and like, not, like, easy classes. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but it was just, I think, to some degree – taking easy classes was boring and so I didn't engage as much but if I took hard classes it motivated you it, yeah it motivated motivated me to do better so like I took like uh, computer programming and took like three years of uh, AutoCAD and engineering classes in high school and then I went to college for mechanical design engineering um, because it was you know challenging to some aspect um and then go figure, I don't even pursue any of that crap. <laughs> it, but it wasn't really like, because you were living in Wisconsin at the time. It wasn't really like you were planning on not pursuing it. It was just the cards that were handed to you. That's true. Because I did go into factory work, which is like a 
um, a side subject, if you will, manufacturing from engineering. Yeah, like but they kind of go hand in hand. Right, but when you were going and getting your degree, wasn't it that because like a plant shut down or something like that that you basically had no chance? Oh yeah, that. they like so. For those of you who've never heard of Kohler, Kohler is one of the big plants um, in Wisconsin, uh, specifically in the Sheboygan County area, which is where I lived. And they manufacture, like, toilets and faucets and, and stuff of that nature. They also make the Kohler um, two-stroke engine, so, like, lawnmower engines and stuff like that. They competed with Briggs & Stratton. Um, but they had layoff periods, and so did uh, JL French before they came, became NEMAC. And so these uh, layoffs caused all these people who worked in the manufacturing industry for 20 or 30 years to have to go back to school and learn the computer side of everything. So now I'm competing with these people who have been in the industry on the manufacturing side for, you know, as long as I've been alive at that point. Yeah, they had the experience and stuff, which that kind of, like, overshoots the education in most yeah. areas. Oh, yeah, all the time. A lot of times. They were just looking to get that piece of paper so that they were accredited for whatever they wanted to pursue. But the other thing that I discovered during my time... Um, studying engineering is that people who are in the field for engineering who didn't have a manufacturing background are some of the strangest fucking people <laughs> I have ever met. Like literally super socially awkward, like really hard to be around. Like I can only imagine what it's like in the design room at SpaceX. It's probably just a bunch of freaking weirdo nerds sitting around their desk designing stuff and not talking to each other. What was that name of that movie that we watched that one night um, where it was, oh, my goodness. It was, they were, like, old people, like, the guy, like, jacked off into the one guy's mom's face. Oh, Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. <laughs> like, that, like, really weird guy that they were, like, working oh, under. Oh, yeah, the, the smartest guy uh, in the room. Yeah, that's how I can picture, like, those people being, yeah. like, yeah, so if you guys have seen Grandma's Boy, JP, the, the, the main designer of EDS3, that is literally what it's like <laughs> being inside of a room full of engineers. Like, like super talented, very smart individuals that just cannot communicate with people. Like, it's amazing that they're able to design and troubleshoot anything because they <laughs> just cannot communicate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, once I kind of discovered that, it was really a turnoff because, uh, like, for me, like, I am an introvert by nature, but I'm still able to communicate with people, and I'm not, like, socially awkward. I just choose not to talk in certain situations, which is what, you know, being an introvert really is, and not that's way different than being socially inept or socially awkward. Yeah, you're, like, a silent observer. Like, you just sit back and listen and just wait for that right opportunity just to throw your two cents in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Vinny, one of the one of the guys I play music with, he says that about me. He's like, "You're very witty sometimes." He's like, "You don't ever say anything, mm -hmm. and then when the right opportunity presents itself, you say the funniest shit." Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's all about timing. Yeah, like I feel like really compelled to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. But like, women, if you want to look like you got big titties. And you don't have them, crop top, high-waisted shorts. Because <laughs> I was trying to take a selfie over on the couch earlier, and I was, like, taking a picture. I was like, man, I look like I got boobies for a change. I don't have any. I really don't. 
I'm like as flat as a board, but like at least like I have like a C cup. I was like, oh, that's really nice. So, women, if you're struggling with like your self esteem and you want to feel like you got big boobies, high waisted shorts, crop top. Take that selfie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all about angles. Yeah, man. I wish I looked like that without the camera, (laughs) just in real life. Anyway, so. What is this? This is we're entering week two of coronacation. Yeah, where we're supposed to be quarantining, but like Florida's not really participating. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> last night um, we had a, a almost like a drive-in movie night. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was an outdoor movie night with our neighbors. Uh, and there was probably what, like 10 of us at least on, oh. the, on a driveway. It was probably like 12 to 15 because okay. the other neighbors like stopped by like yeah. kind of unexpectedly. Yeah, so there's a bunch of us watching a movie on the driveway of our neighbor uh, off their projector and that's definitely not social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like our <laughs> we whole were huddled together. <laughs> our whole block isn't paying attention to any of that. Yeah, I think uh, a bunch of us are just taking advantage of not having to work. Yeah. It's like, why be miserable if none of our sick are showing symptoms or, like, really have been exposed to anything? Why be stuck in the house and be miserable? Yeah, absolutely. Like, at least go outside while you're feeling healthy and get tan, and then when you come inside, you can be sick, quarantine, and tan. Right. Maybe Jersey Shore should use that. Sick, quarantine, and tan. (laughs) Instead of Jim Tana laundry. (laughs) Sick, tan, quarantine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> STQ. STQ, that's a new thing. Yeah. Especially if you live somewhere warm. Yeah. Like, I'm probably, like, almost as dark as I, like, have been getting these last few summers just because I haven't really had the opportunity to, like, get out into the sun like I really want to. But I've really been taking advantage of this because it's, like, been obses- exceptionally warm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been probably, like, 90 degrees, no rain, which isn't very good. Our grass looks like straw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've been getting tan. Speaking of which, though, with our, our grass looking so awful, um, because it is weather-related, we are kind of in a drought. But they're calling for above-average hurricane season for the Atlantic for the fourth year in a row. Hopefully, it proves themselves true this time. Yeah. Because, like, Richard and I are, like, kind of opposite of a lot of people here. A lot of people are like, oh, no, here comes hurricane season. And, like, you know, really, like, panic when the hurricane, like, is no, like, over in the Atlantic where it looks like it's going to make its way over here. Richard and I are like, please, 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 come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, we come really. Come this way. Yeah, we really, really want hurricanes. Like, I don't know, like, what makes you like the idea of the hurricanes, like, trying to make landfall here? Uh, I think it's because I'm a thrill junkie, and I'm an adrenaline junkie, and I think that kind of stuff, though, just excites me, and I know that it can be devastating, but just the idea of something devastating coming this way and the thrill behind it, is, I think, is really what uh, would, you know draws me to it. Plus, I've been through mm-hmm. a dozen hurricanes already, so. Yeah, I think for myself that... I don't think it has anything to do with adrenaline or any of that is like, I like the opportunity of being able to 
you know, walk around and see like what you have and appreciate it because after that storm, you literally have no idea if you're going to have anything left. Thankfully, we have. Because, I mean, it's not like I really want, like, our house to just, like, blow over and somebody die. Because mm-hmm. that's not the case at all. Right. But, like, I like being able to sit back and it's kind of like a humbling experience. You know, you learn to appreciate what you have because sometimes you're without power or water for multiple days. Yeah. Helps you appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other reason, though, that I like it is when I was younger... Uh, one of my favorite movies was Twister. Mm. And even though we're talking hurricanes, uh, the part of Twister that I liked was the thrill of chasing storms. Okay. And at one point in time, I like wanted to be a storm chaser. Uh, and I would follow like storm chaser uh, Instagram handles and watch them do it and watch the supercells that, that they chase. And that stuff is like super intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And so following a hurricane and tracking a hurricane um, kind of makes me feel like I'm a storm chaser because we already live here. So I get to, instead of chasing it, I get to watch it come. Now, I think I can speak for both of us on this, that like pre-child, our favorite part about hurricane season was surfing, the hurricane waves, hurricane swell. Oh, absolutely. Like that's still my favorite part, even though we don't get the opportunity to like take advantage of it. Yeah, like, even if we don't get to paddle out, like, I still like being able to see the waves get big like that. Actual waves for a change? Yeah. Because if you don't know, like, here, Central Florida on the Atlantic coast, like, on a good day, what do you say, like, at the most, they get four or five feet? Yeah, like, Like chest head high. That's pushing it. But it's, like, it has to be perfect conditions because, Mm -hmm. like, chest high waves or head high waves in Florida – a lot of times it's like wind swell, yeah. and so it's local winds driving. And then when you get a head or a chest high wave with local winds not blowing offshore, it's choppy. It's mm-hmm. a freaking washing machine out there. The other thing that I really, really like about hurricane season and like potentially having a hurricane making landfall here, you get to be home. That's right. I like that. So this is like uh, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Corona, without, hurricanes, it yeah, all. Yeah, without all the hurricane prep. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was kind of saying. Yeah. We just didn't have to put shutters up. We do still have them up. So, I mean, I guess you can't really relate that. The only nice thing about corona versus hurricane season is that with corona, as long as you pay your bills, you're going to have electricity. AC, we need that here, like, all months of the year. Yeah, I think uh, losing the electricity after a hurricane or during a hurricane isn't the worst thing. It's it's the AC that doesn't operate mm-hmm. with the electricity. Because I can deal without the lights, survive without the TV and stuff like that, but no AC. Yeah. Bruh. Especially in August. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Yeah, the hottest months of the year. Dude, so humid. And then because it's a hurricane or a hurricane just passed, it's even more humid because of it. Mm-hmm. Gross. I think the first time that I, like, actually knew about a hurricane – was from a TV show. It was actually a cartoon. Do you know which one? Rocket Power? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where it's from. <laughs> I didn't understand the idea of, like, where they went out after they thought the storm was over, and then, like, 30 minutes later that it came back. I didn't realize what the eye was. Yeah. So, like, the eye of the storm is basically the calm period. Mm-hmm. But, like, around that, the eye wall. It's the worst. That's the worst. 
That's why they say, like, as soon as, like, you see the storm and then it calms down, don't go outside because it's a matter of time before it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what hurricane it was when I was down here um, when I was younger, but I remember being in the eye and going outside and being like, this is crazy because you can see through the hurricane, essentially. It's, mm-hmm. It literally is dead calm. Like, because all the, all the air and all the wind is being sucked away from that point. So there's, like, no, it feels like there's no movement. Yeah. And then it's, like, after that, though, it's, like, the worst part. It is, like, eerie quiet. Like, you know, something's getting ready to happen, but you don't know what. It is super, like, weird. Yeah. But it's nice to, like, not <laughs> hear, like, a freight train going through your house for a couple minutes. Yeah, it's intense. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which though, uh, back to the surfing thing though, Hurricane Joaquin was probably the best like string of waves <laughs> ever in like Florida history. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. <laughs> uh, that's one thing about me. <laughs> I get in these laughing attacks, like, you know, like, narcolepsy where people just, like, randomly fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am with laughing. Like, I can be, like, totally calm. <laughs> like, it makes, like, awkward situations really awkward. Like, people are trying to be sincere. And then I bust up laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing about the hurricane's really funny, but... Proceed. Is Joaquin funny or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hurricane, you hear my mouth? <laughs> that was my mouth. <laughs> Hurricane Joaquin. Yeah. Do you remember Hurricane Joaquin? Mm-mm. It was right before you found out you were pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Those are big waves. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, when you were younger. I'm like, no, I lived up north. But no. I found out I was pregnant shortly after. I remember that because yeah. we went to go catch the waves, and I was, like, so out of breath. I'm like, why can't I do this? I can't yeah. make it out there. Yeah, I remember getting uh, two-hour lunches from mm-hmm. work to yep. go ride waves. I remember initial initially, like, tracking that storm and telling one of my managers at work, and I was like, hey, uh, listen, this storm, this hurricane is a, is going to come but it's not going to come close enough to cause any issues. But it's going to bring waves, and so I'm taking five days off of work. Was that Chris? No, that was Jason. Oh, yeah, Jason. I was like, listen, I need these five days off because it's going to start here, and I'm just going to take these five days off. I didn't know that that hurricane, though, was going to hang out, though. Yeah. So, like, because the initial track had it kind of boomeranging away from us. Like, it was going to go just north of the Bahamas, uh, come close enough to cause big waves, but not close enough to cause any um, wind um, fluctuations or storm fluctuations. And then it, and then it was going to turn off back into the Atlantic. But it ended up coming and then just parking for like a week. Where did it park off of? Like, I don't remember. It was right off the coast of, of the Brevard Space Coast area. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just parked and it was like 200, 250 miles off the coast Mm -hmm. and just sat there and sucked in another uh, tropical storm behind it, uh, which caused what was three straight weeks of like the best surf this side of Florida had probably seen in 
Dude. 50 years. I remember that barrel you caught. Dude, the first time I ever got barrel. Yeah. Like, I was, like, so surprised because I was, like, sitting on shore watching people surf. And sometimes it gets a little, like, confusing as to who's who out there. But I see this guy, like, riding this, like, longboard and catching this wave for, like, I'd say a solid 30 seconds, which is, like, really good here. Yeah. You never get a 30-second ride. Yeah. Most times you get five-second rides. Mm-hmm. If that. I was surprised. That was this dude over here. I did that, too, on a longboard. Yeah. But what's your longboard? Like, nine foot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine foot longboard. A nine foot nose rider, performance nose rider. Uh, I don't know what possessed me to take it out that time. Actually, that was on a different hurricane. Was it? That was uh, Gaston. Oh, okay. But it was like... Same idea, though. Gaston did the same thing. It came, it came close to shore, and then boomeranged out, and mm-hmm. all it did was bring waves. It didn't bring any storms or wind. Yeah. Because on, uh, on Joaquim is when I had that, that 6-2 quiet flight. Okay, yep. I remember that. That was the first time I caught, like, big waves on a on a shortboard. Yeah, because, like, most people want to, like, use their shortboards on these big waves. But then you decided to take your big old. <laughs> I took a nine foot out on a, on a hurricane day. Well, it was sweet, though. Like, and on a longboard catching a barrel and and just dragging your fingers through the mm-hmm. wave coolest yes. feeling in the world uh i believe it i'm i'd be so scared because like sometimes you nose dive which is like your nose dives yeah. down and you like <laughs> completely just like tumble over man i'd be so scared to take a longboard out there the only time i would ever use a longboard is like if i really want to surf and i have the opportunity but there's nothing out there right well, the, the best part on, at least on that particular day, because I think I was actually on lunch that day. Was I on lunch? No, when no, you no, caught no, the barrel? no, no, I wasn't. I was on, I was on my weekend, but, um, I, I picked a channel to paddle out on. And so I found where the current was mm-hmm. and I, and I paddled out with the current. Um, for those of you who don't know, paddling out with the current makes it a lot easier to paddle out during big waves. Um, because the waves don't typically break at the current. Yeah, it's a surfer's best friend. Yeah, so I let the current essentially take me out, and then I go way past the inside because that's where all the shortboards mm-hmm. are. Shortboards have to be on the inside. You have to find the peak and, and the takeoff um, when you're on a shortboard, otherwise you won't catch the wave. So I go way past that all the way to the outside where there was only like two or three longboarders out there because everyone else had their shortboards out, of course. Um, but what that allowed me to do was to be very picky and choosy with the waves, mm-hmm. and I just watched them roll in. I actually started to paddle for one, and then another longboarder took it, and but behind him was a way better wave, mm-hmm. and so you like I got lucky. And because I was on a longboard, though, I was able to catch it when it was still a roller. It was still kind of small, and then I got to ride it until it built up into the barrel, which is what allowed me, I guess, to catch a barrel on mm-hmm. a longboard. That sounds fun. I wouldn't do it, but... now that it's been so long since i've had the opportunity to actually surf i don't know if i really would go out in the next hurricane swell like i feel so like off like of practice couldn't do it i think it would probably not be wise um just because you could find yourself in a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. especially if you get tired yeah uh and then you get stuck you know or whatever um it might be hard to make your way back to shore or be able to you know, keep your head above water, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what that feels like to not be able to feel like you're going to drown out there. 
That's scary. Yeah. Yep, yep. Do you know what's scarier? Corona. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess there are ways that um, Corona and hurricanes can fit together. Or at least us Floridians can find some way to interlock the two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I saw a meme, a video meme, I think it was. Or was it just a picture meme? Anyway, I think you shared it of, like, what all the other 49 states are doing during oh. Corona and it then and then what Florida's doing. Yeah, it was a video. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it showed a bunch of people just walking into Publix like it was just another <laughs> kind of day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's Florida for you. Do you yeah. know where the hangout is right now? Hmm. Lowe's. Lowe's? Yeah. I actually saw another meme about that. Like, oh, everything is closed. I'm going to Lowe's. I share that too. <laughs> I seen that first thing this morning as I was getting Cecilia and I ready to get ready to go to Lowe's. And I was like, got to share it. Going there now. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. They have actually it. these like bank teller, like plastic things up in front of um, the cashier and you so that you can't like cough or like breathe on the worker interesting it's really weird they're not always like that right no 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 they did that for corona but anyway this was a fun one um so we're probably going to have less episodes coming out over the next couple of weeks just because it's harder to get everyone together since some people are adhering to the social distancing. Yeah, and, you know, it's, although I don't really think it's quite as bad, you know, I mean, uh, people have different opinions on that, but I think that it is wise that if you are around people that are sick or you're not feeling sick, to keep your distance, especially from, like, here we've got a little child and then my dad's, you know, getting close to 70s, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's wise. you got to be cautious yeah. to some degree. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just being smart, really, yeah, and not really being reckless when you don't need to be. Yeah, using common sense. Right. Anyway, Bethany, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Bethany Akins Honick. And you can find me at Chard the Rich Man. Also, don't forget to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Um, you can also find the show at twodicksonapod.com. Also, uh, guys, help us out. Uh, check out our page on Podchaser. There you can rate the show and also leave reviews. Um, this will help us uh, to grow the show and become better podcasters. And if there is a topic you want us to talk about, whether it's for this channel or dopamine, which is our feel-good segment, if, if you will, um, if there's anything you want us to talk about, drop it in the comments, and we can yeah. perhaps create a podcast on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And... We can give you a shout out for that idea. Yeah. So, leave right, it Instagram in the comments. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.